pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Let's get back to the Connor Happer Show on 1620 The Zone. Welcome back for the Connor Amper Show here on 1620 The Zone and on 1620thezone.com. Over the next couple days, we'll be talking with representatives from all of our uh, local schools, including today with Creighton and Nebraska, and tomorrow with Evan Porter of the, the Mavericks. The Blue Jays are getting ready to go in Ed Service's 21st season here at the helm. So they go into it once again. And uh, they are at Coppin State this weekend. Ed Service joins us now on the 42 Degrees the Source Hotline. Good morning, Coach. How are you? Hey, good morning. I'm doing great. Um, so we, we, we have to dive into this first. Um, uh, one of the things that we usually talk about with the, with the local coaches when we have them on before the season is like scheduling philosophies and, <laughs> and how do we, we, we come to this and how do we get this series. And so I looked at your guys' schedule a couple months ago and then tried to map it out a little bit, and I thought, that's interesting. I, you don't really see a northern school head even further north for their first series of the, uh, of the year. How did you end up in, in Baltimore for your first weekend? Well, scheduling is always interesting um, the first five or six weeks of the season. You know, everybody's trying to get south and find games and find tournaments and and those kind of things. And one of the things I've tried to do, some years it works out, others it doesn't, is to try to play in conditions that are somewhat similar to what we're going to play when we start to play games at home, now, which is normally temperatures in the 40s. You might touch a 50 now and then. So you're going to play probably you know 30 to 40% of your games in those conditions. So why not prepare your team by opening the season up if you can find a place that's dry in those cooler temperatures. And if you really look at our past schedules, I know last year we opened up in Louisiana, but two years ago it was Portland. Yeah. About four years ago it was Seattle. And the the common thing with these situations are the temperature is somewhat similar to what we're going to have to play in up here and their turf field. So I know we don't have to deal with, you know, the possibility of moisture and not getting games in. So, um, this compensate thing became available. I reached out to them and said, Hey, what is the likelihood of us being able to get those first, that first weekend series in? He goes, we've done it in the past. We did it last year. I looked at their schedule. It was true. They did play at home last year, the first weekend. So I said, let's do it. Do you have to like, uh, do you have to explain it to your guys why you're not going to Florida, Texas, Arizona, like it, like everybody else or, or, or are they like, I, I, are they good I, with it? I probably would have to if it was like the fourth weekend. Yeah. <laughs> but they're so they're so anxious to play right now. Yeah. They would they would play anywhere, any situation, whatever. They just want to play. They put in their time. They worked hard in the fall. They worked hard in these preseason workouts. They want to play. And they they I think they trust that I'm going to try to put them in a situation where they have a chance to be successful. So 
they know it's a turf field. They know the temperatures are going to be very similar to what we've been practicing in here the last week and a half. So, um, you know, maybe I got lucky this year. It could be, it could have been bad out there, but yeah. I think we're going to walk into a situation that we're going to get our games in and it's going to be in like conditions that we have here in Omaha. Well, that's another thing that we're going to hit with all of our, you know, all the local representatives that we have on from, from our baseball teams around here. I mean, the, the weather has been really, really great. And if you have a space outside where you can get outside, like every year we talk about this with you guys, like how, Hey, how much were you able to get outside and how much does that affect you going into your first set of games? And, and, you know, like it's not only it's not only that you've been able to get outside and do something, not just play catch, but like you guys have done some real work outside over the last couple of weeks. Yes, we have. We've only had three indoor workouts. That's crazy. So that's probably happened one other year in my time here in Omaha at Creighton University. So I actually enjoy indoor workouts. Um, I'm sure the players don't, right? But I enjoy them because there's a lot of teaching taking place indoors. You have their you have their um, attention a lot easier inside than you do outside. Now I, that being said, I don't want to practice inside for three weeks, but I like you know three or four days of it, like we had this year, gives us a chance to review everything that we talked about in the fall before we start to put them in like game situations. But when you don't get outside. It's really difficult to prepare your outfielders. It's really difficult Definitely. to prepare your kind of your relay, cuts and relay system that you have. It's really difficult for your players to get comfortable with communication, uh, whether it be the fly ball situations or cuts and relays or whatever. So it has been nice. Uh, we have a turf field here on campus, so we were able to move the snow and get out real quick. And obviously the snow has been gone now for a while, so we've been actually able to give our hitters some live at-bats. And some years we, we've not been able to do that. Well, you get to see – I imagine it's advantageous for you as a coach too because you get to actually see how it looks. You know, it, Obviously, it's great to go through preseason stuff and, and drill them and, like you said, have their attention. But um, at, at the same time, you get to see actual baseball and, and see how guys react in situations at least, at least a little bit this time around. Like how advantageous might that be, not just in the early part of the season, but to sort of have a higher level of a starting point to where you kind of know what you're going to get or at least have a better idea of what you're going to get first weekend instead of, hey, let's just kind of roll the ball out there and see what we got. Coach? I think we might have lost him real quick there. All right, we'll, we'll try and get in service back here uh, momentarily. But, yeah, I mean, this will be a thing that we um, this will be a thing that we talk about with um, – we'll, we'll talk about it with Evan Porter tomorrow too. But, you know, they've been able to get outside and – um, you know, do some things. And I, I just imagine that that helps you tremendously um, from that standpoint as, as Creighton will get, will get going. So, I, I mean, I wonder, I wonder if it'll have an effect just for, you know, Northern baseball teams in general. And maybe you just see a, an easier, simpler start to the season for those schools rather than, I don't know, maybe, maybe your traditional slow starts. But um, as we welcome back Ed Service. Ed, I don't know what you heard of the question, but um, kind well, of... I, I, yeah, you, you talked about the advantages of being outside and senior players in a kind of a, yeah. a game-like scenario. And, and, you know, really, when we don't get outside, which happens the majority of the time, it normally takes you about three to four weeks to really get a feel for your team because, like you mentioned, you're not seeing them in baseball situations. With us being able to get outside, Hopefully we've sped up that process a little bit. So it's not four weeks, it's maybe two weeks before we get a real comfort level of what players can do and what they can't do. 
And I think it's especially important with this year's team because there's so much parity within this group. There's so much depth within this group. It's going to be hard to figure out who deserves the playing opportunities. So um, I'm glad we've had a chance to get outside. Uh, Ed Services with this Creighton baseball coach. All right, so let's let's talk about your team this year, and I, I guess we'll we'll kind of start with last year. What what were sort of the lessons learned and the takeaways from a year ago? And and you mentioned the the depth is the depth piece might be a little bit more there this year. You guys were kind of trying to find combinations that worked for you on the mound as last year went along. I guess what'd you take away from that that is that is applicable to what you what we're going to see this year. The big lesson we all learned last year, and we've talked about it with our team two or three times, is we did not get better as the season went on. That is not the case with most of our clubs here. We find ways to get better. We take practice serious. We try to develop our players for whatever reason, and we could spend a few hours trying to (laughs) talk about that and dissect it. We didn't get better. We played some of our best baseball at the front end, and normally it's just the opposite. We're playing our best baseball at the back end. So I've kind of preached to our players that we have to look at this practice situation and put more intent and more behind it because we need to develop. That's kind of the history of Creighton baseball is players get the program gets better. The team gets better, you know, week by week. And then by the time you get into May, you know, they're, they're playing at their highest level. So that's the lesson we learned, but we also also, you know, learned that, we need, to, we need to have more depth within the team. You know, we had a few injuries, and everybody does, and that's not an excuse, but, you know, we just didn't feel like the players behind the injured players were quite ready to go at this level. So um, I think we've, um, based on the information I gathered from the fall ball in these first few weeks of the preseason, I think we've addressed that in a positive way. And uh, it's good for coaches. Sometimes players don't want depth. They want to know that every day they're going to have a chance to play. And I don't think that's going to be the case this year. There's going to probably be a little bit more accountability um, there, you know, and we're going to have to look at that as to why a player plays and why he doesn't play. You think about Creighton baseball and the identity that you guys have built. It's obviously built on built on pitching and defense and, and aggressive on the base paths as well. I guess what, what kind of group as you try and figure out what your, what this version of this team's identity might be, does it, does it go along those lines and sort of the way you like it, or what's the what's the sort of special piece about this group that you like? Well, we're going to be able to play defense. You know, we, we do return a lot of guys, you know, our starting third base and our starting shortstop. Kyle Hess, who was injured last year, who was our starting third baseman two years ago, we've moved to second base. So we have a lot of experience. Hogan Halesco, who's been a starter for this will be his third year behind the plate, we got Nolan Sailors, who's been a three-year starter in the outfield. Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to be able to continue to see that high-level defense that we've seen throughout the years here. Pitching, I think we have depth. We may not have that one standout guy that we can think is going to get us seven or eight innings every time out, but we have a lot of depth. We have a lot of options. People who know our program know I like to use the bullpen, and I think we have a lot of options in our bullpen. And then from an offensive standpoint, it's a nice blend. I think we have some athleticism, which we can do some things on a base path. And I also think we have some power. So it's going to be a nice blend. We'll see how it all plays out here. Hopefully, you know, we'll find out some more about that this weekend. But I think it, I think we're going to be a tough team to defend. And uh, at least I hope so with 
because we can attack you in different ways. We're not just one-dimensional. Yeah, I assume your takeaway was was sort of the same on this, but one, one, if there is a positive, one of the one of the positive pieces of going so deep into your into your pitching staff last year, you, you had some injuries and guys who just who just didn't throw it well. But you went you went way deep into that last year, um, and now you have a lot of those pieces coming back and assumingly are ready for for bigger roles sort of on, on the pitching staff, whether it's weekend rotation guys or guys that you can trust um, in relief as well. Well, we got, you know, our, our, our bullpen with Mason Cook, who threw, you know, right around nine or 10 innings last year, and Shane Curtin, a left-hand pitcher, who threw about the same as freshmen. They are more than ready to take on a bigger role. Those guys will be in a lot of high leverage situations throughout the year. And they're only sophomores, and even though they only have you know nine or ten innings under their belt, they had good summers. They went out and played summer ball. They garnered a lot of experience doing that, and they came back with a tremendous amount of confidence compared to where they were at this time last year. So those are two guys that we're going to lean heavy on that we didn't lean on last year, but they did get their feet wet a little bit toward the second half of last season because of some of those situations that you talked about. But those are the guys you're going to see in some really tough, tough situations in late games, and I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna do okay. That that power piece that you mentioned in the lineup, it, it started to show itself a little bit at the end of the year. I, I think you probably were were wanting maybe some more consistent, you know, at, at bats out of guys, but the the power sort of flashed toward the end of the year. Obviously, you know, a guy like Grace was 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 banged up kind of throughout the entirety of last season. Mm-hmm. He had to sort of work work your way through that. Um, but there was a couple other guys, you know, Ben North came along, Kobe Canales had a couple home runs. Like there, there were some guys in that lineup that started to flash some power. Like how do you, how do you get the power piece with a little bit more consistency and getting on base too with, with those type of guys? Well, I think power sometimes comes with experience Yeah, and Jack has a lot of that. Jack Grace has a lot of that. So we we're banking on him to provide some of that for us. Ben North having a year under his belt. He's a much, much better offensive player than what he showed last year, has a lot of power, um, just needs to understand how to hit a little bit. And, and it, no, he also needs to understand how to control the strike zone. And then we recruited a couple guys that we believe are going to be nice pieces for us in that area. Teddy Dieter is a transfer from Xavier. He'll be our starting right fielder. And then Will McClain, a transfer from UMass. These are physical players that it's fun to watch these guys take B. It's BP. It's fun to watch them play in some of our inner squads because they're, they're, they look a little different. I mean, they're going to, yeah. they're going to, they're going to pass the eye test, you know, and not only do they pass the eye test, they're pretty good baseball players too. So I'm looking forward to those guys along with Jack, along with Ben, you know, providing us um, a little bit of power when that's needed. Well, I was going to say, I, I really noticed that, you know, toward the end of last year, that it, this the team sort of started to take on a little bit of a of a different shape, just as far as the the physicality. Is that like I don't know, you, you I mentioned earlier, you think of Creighton baseball, and it's and it's sort of built on on defense, and you guys will still have that that capability. But like, where where is that just by the I don't know about luck of the draw. It's probably not the right word to use, but the physicality piece that you guys have sort of introduced to the program, bigger guys who can hit. For, for power a little bit, where does that come from? Is that is that something that you wanted to add a little bit more into the mix? Yes, we did. And when you see us play, you'll notice that right away. It'll jump out at you. Now, some of that has to do with these are older players too now. We have a lot of juniors and seniors on the team, 
and obviously they're 22, 23 years old, so they're going to be more mature, more developed than an 18-year-old. But it will jump out right away that this team is much more physical than some of our teams. It reminds you a little bit maybe the 19 team that had a lot of physicality and could drive the baseball and score in a bunch of different ways. Um, this team has that, that capability. But you're trying to, when you recruit, you're trying to blend the physicality with athleticism. Because the thing I like about our game, since we made some of the adjustments with the bat and the ball, is it's much more athletic than it was years ago. And I think that's what fans want to see. They want to see athletes on the field. They want to see athletes perform, no matter what sport it is. And so we're trying to recruit not only physical players, but athletic players. And I think we've done a better job of that here recently. And I think that's what you're going to see when you see this club this, this spring. Ed Service, head coach, Creighton Baseball, getting going for their uh, for Coach Service's 21st season on Friday at Coppin State. They are at home on Tuesday, March 5th, against UMass Lowell for their home opener. Coach Service, appreciate the time, as always, and uh, we'll see you at the ballpark. Thank you. Bye now. That's Ed Service, the head coach of the Blue Jays, once again at Coppin State this weekend. It's a like it, it's a scheduling thing that, that like it's obvious. It makes sense, and he's right. I guess I didn't really think about it that way. I mean, they they they've gone to the Pacific Northwest in the first couple mm-hmm. weekends of the season recently, um, but I just I, I wonder, you know, I was sort of starting on a thought while we were trying to get him back there um, at the beginning of the interview after we lost him. And I'm I'm sort of thinking about the just the weather that we ha- have had, and I don't want to do too much with this because it's still about how good you are at baseball, and it probably only matters for the first couple, you know, for the first month, I guess, of the season until those northern teams get home. Right. But I wonder what the general effect on the good weather that we've had for the last month will be generally on Midwest teams. Because what they'll do, it, what you'll see a lot of, and Nebraska is one of these teams, is they'll go and play really tough competition right out of the gate, and you don't know anything about yourself. And you are thrown into the fire, and the positive part is you figure out who you, you know, who can do it, who can be in those games and be in those situations. But the negative side is you lose games, and your RPI suffers, and then you're talking about having to win a conference tournament to get into the to the to the dance and you know that's that's something that's happened in the big 10 and in the big east so i i just i wonder if there's some bigger wins to be had out there just because of the familiarity with the outdoors and you know getting closer to your stride earlier this year for you know creighton nebraska and omaha i i i imagine that's the case i don't i don't know if it'll It'll really be obvious or evident, but maybe there's another win or two out there that could really help improve RPI toward you know when when you start thinking about that sort of sort of stuff in May. It, it, it's it's got to make it, it a little better, right? It, it won't hurt. Yeah, right. Won't hurt. So um, we'll that's one of the storylines college baseball wise. We'll keep an eye on. Uh, Kyle Perry will join us later in the show at uh, one, and um, Evan Porter will join us tomorrow as they are off to Jonesboro, Arkansas for the weekend. The Mavs have used their lovely turf field at Ooh, yeah. Tal Anderson Field um, over the last couple of weeks and really gotten ready to go in, in that regard. All right, good stuff. And once again, Jays are on the radio when they're at home, whether it's here on 1620 The Zone or 1180 The Zone or 
Coil, you know. That'll be in about three weeks. That'll be in about three weeks. And the boys of March will get you there. That's Connor Happer and Nick Hanley. Rocking you out. This is an instance where if I had the capability to produce music, I would make some type of Boys of March parody song. I think we're going to have a lot of fun with it. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's just going to be two dudes talking ball for a while. <laughs> you know? Give me that. College baseball. Right there, right there. We're, we're not too, we didn't go too far down the pitch clock lane. Mm-hmm. So, as you guys know, from from the middle of June, we can get those things stretched out a little bit. So, that's all the more time for the Boys of March to keep cooking during, during radio broadcasts of Creighton Baseball which we'll be doing Hell yeah. here in just a few short weeks. All right, we'll come back. Mitch Sherman of The Athletic, he will join us. He was in the house for the Sunday, uh, not the Super Bowl, but the event before the Super Bowl, which was Iowa-Nebraska women's basketball. Oh, uh, We'll get his thoughts on Glenn Thomas as he spoke the other day and Matt Rule trying to shove Tony White out the door. <laughs> yeah, thank you for laughing. The that nerve. Was, that was definitely sarcastic. Mitch Sherman next on 1620 The Zone. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.